Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John 2, out of the New King James Version, it's on the screen. Would you read it with me? as a family together. Ready? Read. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Some other translations simply say it like this. Dear friend, my prayer for you is that you'll get along well in every area of your life. And that you'll be sound and healthy in body, just like I know you're doing well in your spiritual life. That's another translation. And the heart of this verse for us is that God wants you and I to experience wellness. He cares about every area of your life, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, relationally, vocationally. He cares about your career. He cares about your job. Financially, there isn't an area in your life that God doesn't care about. And so we've been looking at this verse as we kicked off this series a couple of weeks ago called Let's Talk About Wellness. Wellness is a big deal. It's a big deal to you and to me and to our society. COVID-19 caused a lot of people to step back in wellness across the board, mentally, financially, physically, vocationally, relationally. People suffered as a result of COVID-19. But did you know it doesn't change God's heart for his people to experience wellness? Come on, somebody say this after me. I promise I'll never have you say something that would embarrass you. Say this, okay? God wants me to experience wellness. And it's so true. Now, if you weren't here last week, I talked about where wellness flows from. Wellness flows from the well of salvation. And primarily, it flows in your relationship with the Lord and from the Word of God and from the Holy Spirit, your special friend and helper. So if you didn't catch that or you missed one of our messages, you can go to our podcast or you can go to my Facebook feed and I have a 20-minute video with the highlights from last week's message. Today, if you're taking notes, the title of our message is simply this, The Purpose of wellness. In other words, what's God's purpose for wellness in the life of his son and in the life of his daughter? A man by the name of Pastor Miles Monroe was quoted saying this, 
Everything in life has a purpose, but not all purpose is known. And whenever purpose is not known, abuse or misuse is inevitable. So it's important that we know that God has a purpose for wellness and he wants for us to know how to live in that purpose. Isn't that true? For example, if somebody was really, really into physical fitness and diet and exercise, you would ask them, what's your purpose? And somebody might say, well, my purpose is to live long, to live healthy, and to live strong. And that's a pretty good purpose. However, when you take that over from a biblical perspective, that would come up short, missing something from God's definition of purpose for physical wellness. You go to the other side of the coin and somebody says, hey, my focus is career. My focus is my job. I want to earn a lot of money. And somebody might say the purpose to do that is so that I can provide for my family. I can send my kids to college. I can have a really big retirement nest egg so that I don't have any financial woes after I'm done working. And I might even use some of my money to, you know, bless our community or bless the world with some of my increase. And that's a really noble purpose. And that's a really good purpose. However, still, when we move it over to a biblical perspective from God's perspective, that still comes up a little short when he talks about purpose for financial increase. So we're going to look at the purpose of wellness in our lives according to the Bible. Now, if you have a Bible, I want you to turn to Psalm 67. Psalms 67. Now, Psalm 67 is interesting. It's one of about 50 Psalms in the Bible where the author is unidentified. We don't know who the author is of this Psalm, but most theologians believe that this is considered to be a missional Psalm or a missionary Psalm. And the reason it's considered to be a missional Psalm is because it's going to give you and I, as we read it, a really good snapshot of the heart of God to reach the world with his goodness, with his love, with his grace, with his well-being. Psalm 67, let's start in verse 1, and we're going to identify some purposes of wellness in your life and in my life. The Bible says, God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine on us. And then you've got this little word that says Selah. Selah simply means to pause, to really consider what's being said here, to internalize it, and to receive it as truth. So you want to take a pause and take a look at this. God, be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Now, the word merciful literally means to stoop down to someone at their level and show kindness towards them. And the word bless doesn't mean to give you stuff. It means to empower you with the words that God speaks over your life to live a life of fullness, a life of wellness, to live life empowered by your relationship with God. Again, verse 1, God, 
be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Upon us. I want to pause and I want to, I, want to, I want to identify something here that if we're reading quickly and we're not studying the scriptures, we might miss this. Um, the writer in verse 1 in Psalm 67, he's actually pulling from two other fundamentally important scriptures from the Old Testament. And the first one is called the Aaronic Benediction or the Aaronic Blessing. And the second one is called the Abrahamic Covenant. And when we understand these two just a little bit, it really helps us to pull in this first verse so that we understand the purpose of wellness. And he's referring to the Aaronic Benediction that's found in Numbers chapter 6. And in Numbers chapter 6, uh, Moses is preparing for his death, and he's giving some instruction to Israel, and he's helping them to pay attention to what God's going to begin to do through Aaron, the priests, and his sons. And he instructs Aaron and the priests to speak certain words over Israel, God's children. Number 622 through 27 says this, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. In other words, the Lord protect you. The Lord watch over you. The Lord sustain you. Make sense? Then he goes on and he says in verse 25, The Lord make his face shine upon you, listen, and be gracious to you. In other words, may the Lord look at you with pleasure, with a big smile in his heart, a big smile on his face, and grant you favor. And I'll be bold enough to say this, because you're his kid, favoritism. Amen. Somebody say, I'm the Lord's favorite. Come on, say it. I'm the Lord's favorite. Then he goes on and he says this, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now I want you to be reminded, peace doesn't just mean an absence of strife or turmoil. This word peace is the Hebrew word shalom. And the best definition for shalom is wholeness or well-being. The Lord give you peace. Then he says this, so they, my children, shall, by doing this, Aaron and priests, you will put my name on the children of Israel, listen, and I will bless them. Do you see God's heart for you this morning, church? Do you see God's heart to bless you, to cause you to experience his goodness, his graciousness, his well-being? If you're taking notes, write this down. Purpose number one for your well-being. The purpose of wellness is to show his love for his children. God loves you. Be reminded. It doesn't matter how gritty you might have been on the way to church service this morning. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter about how sometimes you get down on yourself. Be reminded, if you're in the family of God, you're a son, you're a daughter of God, God loves you, he loves you, he loves you, and one of the main purposes for his blessing, for his wellness in your life, is to show, is to demonstrate his love for you. Parents, don't you do that for your kids? 
Don't you do that for your grandkids? You're favoring them. You want to bless them. You're gracious to them. Sometimes you feed them a little too many sweet treats or whatever. Why do you do that? You do that because as mommy and daddy, as papa and mama, you, you, you love them. And you want to demonstrate your love towards them. Love is action. Amen? Love isn't just words. Listen to Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. Listen, by grace you have been saved. God loves you. And that's one of the purposes for your wellness. God wants to show you that he loves you. Does it mean everything in life is perfect? No. We live in a fallen world and sin has greatly impacted the world in which we live. But nevertheless, God still wants you to experience as much wellness as you can on this side of heaven's gate. Amen. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. No heavenly father who loves his children, according to the Bible, would keep from demonstrating his love. And I want you to know that. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. So one of the first foundational texts that the author of Psalm 67 pulls from is from Numbers chapter 6 in the Aaronic blessing. Did you see the words? They were very similar. The second one is known as what I call the Abrahamic covenant. Now, the word covenant means promise. And God made a covenant. God made a promise. Look at Psalm 67, 1 again, and then 2, the first half. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Selah. Pull that in. Think about that. Receive that as yours. That, or we could say, so that your way may be known on earth. That word way means mannerism. It means how you function, how you relate to your people, how you engage in relationship with your people, the way in which you do that. And he's taking this from Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. You can study a little closer at home. But God basically promises Abraham by saying something like this. I will bless you so that you could be a blessing to all the other people on the face of the earth. Notice, I will bless you. I will bring wellness to your life so that you will be a blessing to other people in the earth. I caught this from the Lord when I read that. Wellness is meant to flow to you and through you. Come on, somebody say amen. It's not just all for me. It's not just all for you. As a matter of fact, when you look at Genesis chapter 12, five times in three verses, God says, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. He was taking the responsibility on himself to fulfill his covenant promise that he was making to Abraham and listen, and to Abraham's seed. 
primarily and fundamentally and prominently Jesus Christ being the seed with a capital S. The promise flowed down all the way to Jesus Christ, and then it flowed down from Jesus Christ to you and to me because we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? It's so, so powerful. I made a note in my notes. It's not going to be on the screen, but I have to read it. In Genesis chapter 17, if you're a fast flipper, verse 7, it says this. Listen, listen, God is speaking. He says, and I will establish my covenant between me and you, Abraham, and your descendants. Between me and you and your descendants, your future family members, after you, in their generations. Listen to this. For an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Now, let me give you a little bit of information. The word covenant, we don't use it all the time. The word covenant means compact, pledge, treaty, or agreement. And this is one of the most theologically important words in the Bible, appearing more than 250 times in the Old Testament. A covenant may be made between individuals, between a king and his people, or by God with his people. Here, God's irrevocable pledge is that he will be God to Abraham and his descendants forever. The greatest provision of the Abrahamic covenant, this is the foundation stone of Israel's eternal relationship to God, a truth affirmed by King David, by the Lord himself, and by Paul in the New Testament. All other Bible promises are based on this one promise. And God just steps into Abraham's life, not because Abraham deserved it, not because Abraham was good, but because God is good. And he made this incredible promises to Abraham. And he said, it's not only for you, but it's for your future generations. And we see that in Jesus. And then we see that in everyone who's been born again and in relationship with Jesus. Here's a second reason for wellness in your life. Write it down. The purpose is to confirm his faithfulness to his covenant. Part of the reason God wants you to experience wellness, the purpose of you and I experiencing wellness from God is to confirm his faithfulness to his covenant. All the way back to Genesis chapter 12. Listen, fast forward to Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Listen to this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Listen to this. That, or so that, the blessing of Abraham, all the way back, Genesis chapter 12, might come upon the Gentiles, that's anyone who isn't born a Jew, that's you and I, in Christ Jesus, that's you and I in relationship with Jesus, so that we might receive, so that we today might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith in Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? 
I thought about this, and it's so powerful because over there in Numbers, we have this, this blessing. God's be merciful to you. God's blessing on you. God's face shine upon you. That word face, I looked it up in the Hebrew. Of course, it means this, but it's more than that. The actual definition of the Hebrew word means presence. Presence. See, when you can picture somebody's face in your mind's eye when you're not with them, it's like you're picturing them being with you. And when he says, may the Lord's face shine upon you, it's like his presence is with you. That's the epitome of wellness and blessing. God is with you. And this says in Galatians that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. What's the curse of the law? While in Deuteronomy, if you didn't follow all the law of God, you were cursed for breaking it. And then you were subject to the penalties of breaking it. It's disobedience and the curses that go along with it. There's a whole chapter on it. Don't get too discouraged when you read it because you're in Christ. Amen. And you've passed from the curse to the blessing. But why am I saying this? Because the complete opposite of the curse is the blessing of God in your life. Think about a curse. God's not with you. God's favor is not on you. God's not merciful to you. God's face isn't shining upon you. He isn't with you in your everyday coming and going. You don't have that. You have God with you in the person of God's spirit living on the inside of you. God actually put the curse on Jesus when he hung on the cross for the first time in all of history. Jesus was separated from the presence of his father. The father looked away from the sin that was put on Jesus. God wasn't merciful to him at that moment. God's face wasn't shining on him on that moment. God's blessing wasn't on Jesus in that moment. It was absolutely utter darkness because he was separated from God when he hung on the cross for you and for me. He took the curse upon himself. So that now as we step into relationship, we might receive the blessing of relationship with him based on the covenant promise that God made to Abraham. Now, when you study that out, remember, prosperity doesn't mean a lot of money. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have any either. And when you study those, especially the Old Testament scriptures, God's blessing on Abraham was amazing. Abraham had so much that he had to give it away. How many of you know that would be good sometimes to be able to have so much that you give it away? And even if you don't have much, you realize, wow, God's wellness is not just for me. It's supposed to flow through me. Amen? So this is powerful. So I want you to catch the second purpose for wellness is that God wants to confirm. He wants to confirm his faithfulness to his Covenant. Did you know that God doesn't lie? Have you ever thought about God can't lie? He's not a liar. God is not a man that he should lie. He has blessed in Jesus and he will not change his mind. You guys understand that from an earthly level, right? My dad died about a year and a half ago. My dad didn't have a lot of stuff. But whatever he had, he promised it to his children. And about a year and a half after his death, I got a check. We got a check in the mail for thousands of dollars. 
And that check helped us to do some projects and some upgrades around the house that I had my heart set on, but I wasn't able to do at the moment. And I just thought, that's a great definition, a snapshot of faithfulness. My God, when he was alive, he said, hey, listen, when I pass away, whatever's left, I'm going to give it to you all. And then he actually did. And it just showed up unexpectedly. God's faithful. He's made promises to you. And they're based on the covenant that we have in Jesus Christ and through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And he wants to demonstrate that in your life. By the way, let me just say this. You have to get really sure about this. This is not something that you can hem-haw your walk with God about. Because if you're not sure, you won't be in faith. And if you're not in faith, it's really difficult to receive from the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Okay, so number one, again, God's purpose for wellness is first to show his love for his children. Second is to confirm his faithfulness to his covenant, the Abrahamic covenant that we have through Jesus ultimately. Number three, if you're taking notes. The purpose of wellness is to advance kingdom work. Come on, will you read this one with me, church? The purpose of wellness is to advance kingdom work. Now, we don't use the word kingdom a lot here in the United States. Biblical perspective, biblical definition of this word kingdom literally means God's governing rule. God's governing authority. The realm of God's governing rule from heaven here on earth in our lives. So one of the purposes of wellness is to advance kingdom, God's governing rule in our lives in the earth. Look at Psalm 67 again, two and four. That your way, remember he's referring to verse one, his blessing, his mercy, all of that, that your way may be known on earth. Listen, your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you, verse 4. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Selah. Pause. Think about that. Look at what it says over there in verse 2. That your way may be known on earth, your salvation, your salvation among the nations. This is why in part, big part, this is considered a missional song. God's people, you and I, are to live out wellness and share the gospel with everyone and anyone whenever it's possible. Can somebody say amen? This is the objective, to advance kingdom work, to point people to Jesus, to share God's love. Don't just go to church, be the church. Amen? Walk in his truth. Demonstrate his love. Be led by the Spirit. Read his scriptures and live them out. We are supposed to be filling the earth with the fullness of Christ. Amen? So we're supposed to be the ones that are advancing God's heavenly rule here on earth. That's a purpose of wellness. You know, I don't, I, I don't, 
I don't usually share these types of things, but, but just as an example, I'm being open, I'm being vulnerable, and I'm just giving you a glimpse into our life a little bit, okay? I've been saved for 29 years, almost 30 years. I'm getting old, but I'm healthy, and I'm strong. And we made a decision when we got married. Everything we have, we're going to have a loose grip on it. Because it's all God's. Everything that we're doing in life, we want to do it for God. For kingdom advancement. I'm not perfect. She's not perfect. She'll tell you I'm not perfect. But we really do want to do whatever we can to advance the kingdom of God. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're always looking for opportunity to be a blessing, to encourage, to strengthen, to give something to somebody, to encourage somebody somehow. What can we do to pray for someone, to to buy them a meal, give them a check, whatever we can do. We don't have a lot, but it's not ours. And we just want to flow the blessing of God and wellness to other people around us. Why? For the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's, that's our home, by the way. We're not going to be here forever. We're going to spend eternity in heaven. But we get to get in on that with Jesus a little bit right now while we're living here on the earth. Notice it goes on and it says, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Can I remind you about 1 Peter 2.9? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. His own special people, his own. He chose you, he called you, he separated you. You're different. You walk in the authority of God. You walk in the love of God. You walk in the presence of God. Why? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Everybody can do this. 10-year-olds can do this. 12-year-olds can do this. 15-year-olds can. 80-year-olds can do this. We can all do this because it's the power of God living in and through our lives. Praising Him and praising Him. That doesn't mean you, you have to take the platform and sing songs. It, it just means you, you look for opportunities to share your story. You look for opportunities to, to share your time, to share your talent, to share your gifting, to point people to Jesus. And we just celebrated water baptisms a couple weeks ago. And my heart was so stirred because Christy, she loves people. And she's connected to Lacey and has been encouraging Lacey in her relationship with Jesus and encouraging her kids in their relationship with Jesus. They're pouring their lives into somebody else, pointing them to Jesus And then Lacey, here she is. She's ready for her child's baptism. And then all of a sudden she realizes, I've never been water baptized. And then we caught on video an incredible moment where mom water baptizes her own son into a personal relationship with Jesus to follow Jesus. Why? How does that happen? It happens because somebody caught a glimpse of the wellness of God flowing through them to advance kingdom work in the earth. Wow, this is such a privilege. It's so beautiful that we get to tell people about Jesus. 
Okay, so as I'm closing right now, here's a question we all need to ask. Okay, you ready? What should I do so that I can walk in the purposes that we just unpacked? Right? Because the blessing is on the doing of the word. Not just on the hearing of the word. Amen? So what can I do? do? What's an action step? I want to make it real simple. First, I want for us to push back the the temptation to ask God for anything. And let's start by first recognizing fresh how much He loves us. First step, recognize fresh how much God loves you. He loves you so much. He loves you. He's not mad at you. Not disappointed in you. Not trying to get you to do more. He just wants you to open your heart and to receive his love fresh. Fresh. When you receive his love fresh, it's, it's easier for his love to flow in you and then through you. Here's the second thing you can do. You can bolster your faith in God's faithfulness to keep his promises for your future. You have to do that because he's a God who confirms his covenant promises to his people. So if if you're looking at your life and you're not sure, you're scared, you're facing something that you just don't know how it's going to work, bolster your faith. Ask God to give you faith to trust Him for your future. That's a big deal. He wants you to be secure when you think about your future. Because that, that, that will flow through your life to other people. And then here's the third thing. Here's a real big action step. Ask yourself honestly, am I using the wellness that God is flowing to me for the benefit of other people? And real easy, time, talent, your gifting, treasure, your money. This is where it gets personal, right? Am I, am I investing some time to point other people to Jesus? Am I using some of the gifting that God's given me to encourage other people to Jesus? And am I using some of my kingdom supply of finance to be a blessing to others? Now, I'm not sharing those to bring anybody down. These are just indicators of a soul that's prospering. Remember our main verse before we go home. I want to share it one more time because I want you to memorize this verse. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. A soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, the inner part of who you are. 
the healthier that's getting, the stronger that's getting spiritually, the more you're going to experience wellness in every area of your life. Have you been blessed by the word this morning, church? Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.